Welcome to another episode of our Inner Sparks Featured Stories. I am Lily Yen, your host of this podcast and founder of Our Inner Sparks Network, a network of ordinary women sharing our extraordinary stories. We all have so many inspiring women around us in our lives, our sisters, our neighbors, our friends, our mothers, our grandmothers, and our daughters. We need to acknowledge and celebrate each of these women's successes. Let's do that together. Let's use these opportunities as ways to inspire and empower each other and others. Join me to discover, embody, and share our inner sparks. In this episode, I'm so delighted to introduce you to an up-and-coming actor in Canada, Connie Wong. She is not only making sparks on the screens, she is igniting sparks in people's lives. Connie has been leading others to live a fully expressed, authentic life. Her multi-year journey of self-discovery and self-expression has helped her achieve great successes in her personal and professional life. Connie and I found each other on social media. I was always drawn to her energy, openness, and sense of freedom. Recently, We've discovered how our passions are very much aligned. She has been injecting much-needed positive energy into the community during this trying time of COVID-19. I'm very excited to be sharing her story and her journey with all of you. So without further ado, here is the self-expression queen, Connie Wong. Hi, Connie. How are you? Hello, Lily. Thanks for having me. I'm great. Thank you so much for joining our Inner Sparks today and sharing your story. You know, as everyone can hear, you got so much energy. So let's get right into it. Okay. (laughs) Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you've been doing during this COVID-19 situation? Because I think you're doing a lot of amazing things. Oh, thanks. I live in Toronto. I'm an artist, an actor, a speaker in Toronto. That's like my big passion is being a creator. So I live a fully self-expressed life in terms of acting. So I'm like always just looking to be creatively fulfilled and artistically expressed. And then uh, over the last year, I really started my other stand as being a self-expression authenticity coach uh, Mm -hmm. for human beings um, to be unleashed, unfiltered, and unstoppable in their expression, just in their everyday life. So that's a stand that I take. Uh, as a human so now that with the COVID-19 like things did shift for me um, because now I can't go outside but ultimately my schedule still is fully packed I'm still taking classes with my acting coaches I'm still there's actually more to learn to be honest now I can actually engage with master classes I can actually like learn more and like strengthen myself artistically and at the same time now I see myself being the leader that I always uh, saw myself to be is really stepping into leadership and facilitating intentional sessions in the morning, like daily uh, sessions in the morning. And now I'm yes. thinking about doing one, um, you know, on the weekend to to get us all on track and filled with purpose and passion for the week. So that's a little bit about me. Oh, that sounds amazing. And I have to say, I've joined your morning sessions a few times and they are very powerful. It gives the people who are joining a sense of structure, sense of uh, purpose 
and uh, gives the motivation to get going, right? Because a lot of times we get up in the morning, like, especially now with the COVID-19 situation, it's like, okay, well, I can just put around at home and do nothing. And you can get lost in that. And um, what you've done is really giving people some structure and some inspiration to get going. And like you said, set some intentions and move mm-hmm. forward. And uh, so that's really much needed now. But I think as always, it's always been needed. It's just, I think people are feeling it even more. So it's great that you're out there doing that. And we need more people like you creating this opportunity for people to stay positive and stay mindful. Thank you so much for doing Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So you call yourself self-expression queen. Yeah. So where did that come from? Tell us a little bit how you live up to that on a daily basis. Okay, great. Full self-expression is something that I that really hit me in 2019 around August. I really mm-hmm. got that I was living a fully self-expressed life and leading to that conscious awareness. I was actually always um I feel like it's like my purpose in life to actually be fully self-expressed. What really woke me up to it was uh in 2018 I had left my uh, my first like big relationship. My ex-partner and I, we were living together and things were getting really, really uh, tumultuous. Uh, and um, I left. I just walked out. But just to give you just an idea of that relationship and why it was such a turning point in my life, and I am so grateful for that experience, was because... I was with a relationship with someone who I used like the the personality was someone that I was with um, all the time like that it was just a repeating pattern this mm-hmm. the, like a, a dominating yells you know raises her voice uh, puts me down controlling jealous like that sort of personality those traits I was mm-hmm. always drawn to you know why are women so attracted to like jerks that's a very good question. So I decided to move in with him. I learned like maybe 80%, I'd say, of the lessons that I need to learn about myself in that relationship. I shut myself down. He told me to stop talking. On my 26th birthday, he told me to stop doing that, to stop talking. So I did. And then I just, anything he said, I was obedient with. I just listened to. And I completely, completely lost myself in that relationship. I gave up on myself. And I could not find myself. I was so lost. My acting career wasn't going anywhere. I was in so much debt. I wasn't telling anybody what what I was going through. I was having panic attacks. Yeah, so then I had my best friend, Micah, just call me every day and just check up on me. And then it hit me one day when I was like, you know what? I'm leaving. And then he was like, yeah, you actually can. That's an option for you. You can leave. You can choose to continue to stay in the relationship or you can leave. Yeah, Lily, that was the first time I ever chose myself. And so that was like a Friday night when I had a conversation with my best friend. Next day, I left. I walked out. Good for and you. It took a lot of courage, I'm sure. And thank the you. And then from then on, I walked out and it was like all the work that I had done in terms of like with, with acting, but also all, all the personal development uh, courses that I did and the speaking courses, and just like everything, everything, everything that I had done, it all started working the the day I left. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I get who I am now. And then since like middle of 2018 until now, I've been on fire. 
living into my full self-expression because I really did realize what it was like to be like the walking dead you know Mm. like we have life but very rarely do I feel like we actually show up to live fully in our greatness and I think from my experience being with my ex for like that whole time it was like a year and a half of my life where I was just like dead I was a lot like I was like awake but I wasn't awake I was just Mm -hmm. like eating sleeping and just like you know just like getting by I wasn't actually fully expressing myself because if I fully self-express myself the relationship wouldn't have even happened I would have been like no I don't want to be with you (laughs) but I had to learn right these things we have to learn so now I'm like so awake and ready and just so hungry I'm just so hungry for life I won't oversleep like sometimes I'll wake up at 4 30 in the morning I'm like Connie go back to bed but I can't because I'm just filled with so much purpose and passion and so much direction and clarity right yeah. it's a gift to be this way so it's you like know? when you know what you're meant to do right and you're doing and I it I really got that from from um that relationship so because I always say that was like the worst thing in my life you know but mm-hmm. and now I realize like almost two years later that was literally the best thing that could have ever happened to me it happened for me, you know, and yep. I chose for it to happen. And now I'm literally a completely different person, a completely transformed person. And now I get to be a leader, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You know, you also mentioned previously to me that you've gone through some kind of self-discovery as well in a very, um, I guess, intense meditation type of uh, experience. Mm-hmm. Um, is that about the same time? No, this was all before. Um, okay. So I started uh, meditating intensely around 20, end of 2015, beginning of 2016. Mm-hmm. And all of 2016, I actually meditated for like fully mm-hmm. for like nine months. So I started mm-hmm. off the year doing the 10 day Vipassana meditation, which I swear by. I had, ju- I actually just finished that meditation before uh, you called. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> so that was nice. And um, yeah, so I went to the 10 day, you end up meditating, you know, the full day, really. And then mm-hmm. I came back and I was like, in between jobs, I was in a really rough time in my life. Uh, I just turned 24. Nothing was working for me. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to meditate. I'm just going to meditate, you know, wake up at 430 in the morning, meditate and just like, you know, just do that the whole day. And from that, I didn't know why I was doing it, but I feel like it definitely was preparing me for the life that I'm now living. Um, right. I just didn't know why, but I always felt called to just sit down and just like close my eyes and meditate and just like focus, you know, just on my breath. And then when you do that, when I was doing that, like all of a sudden it's just like, I feel like God came down mm-hmm. and we just started or like universe, like a big voice yes. was just speaking to me. That's what it really was. And mm-hmm. that's why I always sat down and meditated because the big voice was always there just telling mm-hmm. me, guiding me. So for nine months of 2016, it was absolutely amazing. I really got a sense of who I was. Yeah. And um, I ended up losing like two pant sizes. I became vegan, plant-based fully. I completely transformed my like, yeah, my, my yeah. friendships. Yeah. My mm-hmm. whole physical environment was completely transformed. And um, I didn't think it would be was true. But then I looked back and I was like, wow, I had such a magical year. I'm so happy I got really let go of things that weren't working for me. Right. And, uh, and then why I say that was the beginning of my self-expression uh, journey was because when I describe self-expression, it really is a way of being. 
It's really getting the whole essence of who you are and being that. And right. so that year, I was able to really get my voice, really be myself. So that when I found my ex, my now ex, which was like a few months later, and then I dated him for a year and a half, the, the journey continued because mm -hmm. I really got a sense of who I was on the inside. And then when I started dating him, it's like I didn't know how to express who I was on the inside. Right. So that there was, was a conflict, part. right? The conflict yeah. of the, who you are outside versus who you really exactly. want to be inside. Yeah. So that was the second part of self-expression. That's why I say it's always two parts and there's a bridge. You want to bridge who you are and be able to authentically express that too. So yeah. why I feel like now I, I'm living a fully self-expressed life is that, you know, every day I work, I, I, I meditate. So I get a sense of who I am. You know, I start off the day just like really creating who I am and then expressing it, like fully, fully expressing in all areas of my life. So I'm right. fully unleashed. And that's really the where the passion really comes from. The purpose is just being who I am everywhere I go. Right. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. And it shows. It really does show. Um, see, you and I met on social media and I have to say I've always been drawn to you. I don't know why mm. I couldn't explain it. There's a value that I, I put together for our inner sparks. You know, I want to help people to discover, to embody and share their inner sparks. And you're exactly it. <laughs> so I'm looking at you and going, she's got what's going on and she's sharing it. Right. Mm. She knows who it is. She is, you know, behaving externally that way, expressing it that way. And then she's sharing it with everyone because she wants everybody to come on this journey with her and, and also do that for themselves. That's what draw me to you. Cause it's like, this energy and fireball, I believe, will ignite a lot of people's inner sparks. So Aww. I'm so thankful, like I said, that you're here to tell your story, that you are um, where you are. And, and it does take years. You, you know, what you this just described, it took years of working for yourself, yeah. um, right? And, and working really hard and consistently on. Mm -hmm. um, so I applaud you for that. And um, yeah. You have also these followers you call unicorns. <laughs> mm -hmm. Why is that? Um, so I think for me, unicorn means, again, like the way of being. Mm -hmm. So it's not confined and restricted into one gender role or one identity. And I think the best way to really put it is God is the biggest unicorn. God is the original unicorn. If you really want to get down to it, like the unicornness is just the, the magic, the magical being. And you, and you also allowing yourself to uh, surprise yourself. You're constantly growing. So there's a mystery to a unicorn as well, right? Mm -hmm. There's like, they're like in legends or in folktales, but they're actually everywhere. They're everywhere now. Right. They're, they're making a comeback, right? right? So they're so mysterious. Yeah, that's why I like to call people unicorns because one, everyone is, and sometimes they just don't see it. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of people are now calling themselves unicorns now that I call them a unicorn. <laughs> yeah. Like you are. Just like let the miracle of you be and let it arise. And so I've been doing these these morning calls since uh, COVID-19. And, you know, these people, I can feel a sense of a magic within them, a, a sense of um, faith, having hope and having faith in themselves. Right. So that's why I, I, I call everyone a unicorn because everyone really is. 
That's yeah, and, and really gives is. some sense of they're unique, they're special, they're mm-hmm. magical. Does and and I when I hear it, it's very endearing too. I don't know why, but I think your explanation is really good. And it's fun, um, right? It's yeah, it is fun. fun. And I was gonna say, and it is fun. <laughs> Yeah, I'm also a very fun person. I know on podcasts, I can come across as like, so like serious. (laughs) No, but I'm actually really fun. Right? It's just like, you want to get like the essence of who I am is I am fun. But I'm also very clear and very grounded, and very committed to the transformation that I'm set out on. So that's why I always have like, like this dual tone of being Mm -hmm. very like, Oh, I'm serious. But then also I'm just like, you're also just like a fairy and you're like a unicorn. And it's just like, also just doesn't matter. Just go have fun. Right. So there's that yeah. duality of, of the, living this, this life too. I also have to say, like, I think it's a sense of, you know, you're co- self-confident, open, authentic, but there's a sense of freedom, right? The yeah. freedom and, and not taking yourself too seriously at times. Cause that's the fun part. Right. And, and yeah. life, not only just that, one path but you, you've got to have color to it right I think that's what it is um and Absolutely. I see that fully and you're demonstrating it fully in your in your social media and everywhere you're on so yeah. <laughs> um, congratulations because that that's exactly what, how you project thanks yeah, yeah yeah we must create structure so that we can have fun inside of the structure right right yeah, exactly. that's the whole point that's right. right yeah um, so let's actually talk about the meditation part because I've previously talked to you about it. I think doing that gave you some uh, self-discovery. It was a really mm-hmm. extensive, I'm doing that for almost a year. It was an extensive journey for you. Um, and it's not an easy thing. Like I think meditation, a lot of people shy away almost from it because mm-hmm. one, it's a, it's really, you know, time committing to doing something. Uh, but a lot of it is because it's not understood well. I've gone through and done meditation, and I still do it um, through guided meditation. But I have to say, there's a lot of doubt, self-doubt while I'm doing meditation, because it's really, am I doing this right? Is this mm-hmm. supposed to be how you're supposed to do meditation? Maybe you'll be helpful coming from somebody who, you know, practice extensively and daily. Maybe coach people to think about how they should think about their meditative practice and how it could be developed. Okay, yeah, great. So mm-hmm. for someone who is just starting out, I say, you know, just start off with like even like two to five minutes a day. I think that's great. Like right in the morning, that's already just such a commitment that you could be doing um, and that there really is no right or wrong way to do it. Certainly, there's a, there's also different techniques and different like modalities, I guess, or methods like I, I'm really committed to Vipassana meditation. That's the type that I, I, that is, I think is the best. It's basically just being fully present in your body and just being with all of the sensations and just like everything that comes up, just letting it come up and just feeling it through until it's gone. Um, but with something like that, I really do advise like, uh, doing an intensive. Uh, when I started my meditation journey, I had never done meditation before. And I just went ahead and just did the silent meditation retreat without doing meditation ever. And mm-hmm. um, I was called to do that. And I think that was the best move because then I had a hundred people in the room with me and I had two teachers and we were all just like together, even though we weren't talking, it's just like, okay, we're all in this together. Whereas why I feel like everyone gets kind of iffy and shaky about meditating on their own is because then we're stuck with our minds, which is exactly what we're battling. 
So then it just feels we get fearful and then we start I, battling our mind, which is all the reasons, which are all the reasons that I'm hearing Lily is just like, how do I do this? Am I doing it right? I'm bored. Right? I can't do it. So already you're battling your mind when the whole point is to overcome your mind. So then you feel you're like in a lo- you're alone in it. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So that's just where I'm coming from in terms of um, just meditating on your own. Like I relate to that feeling and right. you can still do it. So there's um, I just advise like focusing on your breath, just coming back mm-hmm. to your nose, like breathing through your nose in and out and then not making yourself wrong when you when your mind goes off into like la la land and you realize you're like, oh, I just went up. Just come back to your mind. Right. You know, there's no so feel okay of- about, like you said, feel okay about having that happen, your mind wandering somewhere yeah. and just let it kind of flow through and then come back. Right. Yeah. 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 And I, and I do it because I, on my own, when I do it on my own, it's not something that I enjoy yet. Like it, it absolutely is something that I go, Oh gosh. Um, like you said, there's a little bit of, I'm alone, kind of like, you know, I'm not sure what I'm doing, how I'm doing and yeah. doubt my own practice. But then when I'm at a yoga class at the end, when we're doing the meditative practice, I actually feel very good afterwards. Like you said, being with other people actually does help because you're in yeah. this together and you feel the energy. And I don't, and this is something that I notice with yoga and meditation is that you do feel the energy in the room. You, oh, yeah. you, you take from others and you're also giving out energy too. So that actually I feel helps me as well. So I agree. I think, you know, if somebody who wants to experience that might be a good idea to go out to a, a class or something to, to start off. Um, and I have to admit, I'm still struggling practicing it on my own, but I'm very encouraged that I hearing from you that I'm not doing wrong. Like I have to continue to tell myself there's no right or wrong. And when the thoughts go away, just calm back and then, you know, and continue. And uh, focus on some things that are are in control, like your breath, right? So that's that's it. That's really it. Like today, I meditated for like over an hour, and because of all the energies that are happening in the world, like I could not focus on like the rest of my body and do vipassana scans. So I just come back to my breath. I was like, you know what? That's fine. I'm just gonna come back to my breath. Like I can't focus on anything else because usually I would just do body scans. But I was right. like, okay, I can't follow. So I just come back to my my breath. And that already, I was like, oh, thank God. I did that. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like, okay, I could do that. I can do that. Right. Um, right. But yeah, it's, uh, and even right now, especially with COVID-19, like, I'm so grateful for, because we're all distance, I, I, I'm getting now how grateful I am for group, for people, right? Because just the energy is so different. So like now we're, we're all in the same boat of being on our own. Right. Just so everyone knows, like with COVID-19 happening, there are a lot of people who lead meditations online. So I totally suggest turning on your computer, going Instagram live, like or, like tuning into mm. someone's Instagram and just like yeah, yeah. Um, being with their meditation. That's a good idea. Yeah. So I will start practicing more on a daily basis now that we have more time at home. <laughs> yeah. So, that's a great suggestion. Your career is quite colorful, so let's talk a, a little bit about your acting. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess what helped you to decide that that was your path? Great. So I knew since like I was born, because <laughs> I was yes. I was such so much energy, and I was always such a ham. I was performing like all the time. My parents they just like laugh. They I was always just such a goofball, and. Um, 
I actually, uh, because I was, I grew up in a really like white community and my parents were so committed to giving me skills and thank God they did. Um, that required a lot of extracurriculars, right. For me to actually go out and participate. And a lot of kids were like super racist. So I think my performative personality came up even more when I was learning how to survive out with like my peers at the time because I could feel them already wanting to say something like every single time I'd walk in they'd be like oh look it's a Chinese girl like stuff like that right or it's like where where are her chopsticks like it was like lunchtime like where are your chopsticks so it's like I could already feel all the comments coming and all the jokes coming so the way that I actually was able to manipulate and survive uh, my childhood was become the really charming and like funny and bubbly and like happy uh, girl. So people always liked me, right? right? So that's that's the kind of personality they created. And then on a more artistic level, it's like, no, I actually like was like, I was like, okay, I'm destined to act. Like I, I actually really do love it. So then <laughs> I went to theater school, I gone to theater school in Toronto. And then from there, that was when I was able to really train um, and become the actor that I am today and also really work on uh, deconstructing the personality that I created for myself as a child. So that just like, uh, I just married the two really and then just becoming more and more authentic as my life went on and just becoming more of, focusing more on my individual individuality as opposed to my personality. Um, and the difference between the two is uh, individuality is who you are and personality is what people know you to be. Yeah. How you're perceived as uh, Connie. Is a personality. Right. Yeah. Mm. And it's not real. And mm. individuality is who you really are. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually very surprised coming from a Chinese culture myself. I know we have a very traditional culture and our parents get involved in a lot of our life choices. Let's just say a lot of traditional cultures, uh, children growing up in those cultures, balance between what really they want and, and what their parents want for them. Yeah. And uh, being that, you know, person that you want them to like you for, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it's a huge thing that your parents are so supportive. Yeah. Uh, letting you make your life's cho- own life's choice and uh, allow you to go through that because that's, and I'm going to use that word aloud. It was, it's a selected word uh, because yeah. I think in a lot of uh, parents' mind in our traditional cultures, they feel that a lot of times it is their say. Um, mm-hmm. right? uh, I, I think it's unfortunate, but mm-hmm. I also applaud uh, parents who are a lot more uh, open and yeah. supportive of their yeah. uh, desire, where they want to go in their life. So mm-hmm. it's amazing that they they kind of I know my, are that open. Mm-hmm. My parents are the absolute best. Just like on, just not even Asian parents, just like parents in the world. Like they are the best. They are just so um, open and um, really supportive and just really, um, they just love me and my sister so much. Very wanting us to express who we are Um, but at the same time we really did have to get good grades and my parents obviously when I went to theater school my mom was like you still have to get a degree in something so I was like okay I'll go get psych so I literally like went insane for my undergrad because my mom was like okay you need something to fall back on I was like all right fine 
So that's the same though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, my parents were very fair. Like I had high expectations academically. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of extracurriculars, they were like, you do whatever you want. And also we, we want you to do everything. So oh. certainly I did things that I really didn't want to do. Like I didn't, I never wanted to ice skate. I hated mm-hmm. it. But my, my mom put me in class lessons for that. I didn't yeah. ever want to swim. I hated it because I was also like going through puberty and like I was in a bathing suit. It was just so awkward, yeah. right? We <laughs> were like all these hot guys. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> but then it all turned out fine because her intention was for me to become a lifeguard. And then I was hired when I was 16 and I made so much money. And I was like, mom, like, thank you. You know, like all the complaining, all the whining, not wanting to go to swimming classes. My mom was like, see, was it worth it? Now you can go to work. You can have fun and get paid like double or triple what everyone else getting paid at McDonald's. Right. I was like, thanks mom. She was like, Connie, like, the one thing I wanted to give you and Karen is skills. And so right. you have the confidence to go out and do anything. And that's so oh, true. Like oh, I look at, I nice. look at my mom. Yeah. I had a nice call with her um, last year when I told her, I wrote her a love letter and I like really forgave her for everything that she did, you know, that I resented her for. Oh. And really what I got out of the, the letter, like obviously I was a mess. I was like actually coming like, spilling all the beans and everything and I was like what I really got was like I was the one creating all the resentments and like my mom literally like I get that I'm such a great person and it a hundred percent every single thing that's great about me came from my mom oh that's so and sweet. I told her that yeah and now our relationship and is completely different it's just like after that call of really being so honest with my mom and just getting down to like everything from like you know being called fat right because we're asian but being called fat to like okay your skin's nasty okay you don't have a boyfriend okay this is this, this. i addressed everything and what i really got was like my mom just like really wants the best for me and like i'm far away from her she just wants someone to take care of me and she just wants me to just like fit in and just be awesome and just be seen for like the awesome human that i am so and it's her way of expressing her concerns right exactly so the second i got that we had a conversation about it oh my god it was all released now i tell her about every single date that i have how beautiful is that that i can talk to my mom about everything now i'm like oh my god it's so freeing that's so nice (laughs) So many clients who say, you know, my mom does this. And I'm like, did you ever tell her? She's like, no, I would never dare. And I was like, okay, well, then there you go. You're not being fully self-expressed. So as long as you are holding on to this and not expressing it, you're always going to feel this way. Yeah. And the expression is it. I I feel like as long as even at your younger age, even if you are frustrated, as long as you're doing it in an open and respectful way, both, both sides. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the conversation could be a lot easier, really. Like a lot mm-hmm. of times we do it to ourselves, right? We get resentful and we hide away and we don't talk about it or we, Lily, we, we hold in and then we blast. It's a hundred percent you're responsible for your life. Okay. I'm right. just that. So if you're definitely doing it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's your yeah. life. So you're That's responsible right. for your life. That's a great story there. Okay. Yeah. So Let's talk about, you know, when you're, you know, becoming an actor at the beginning, you mentioned, you know, wasn't really going your way. Can you tell us a little bit about the challenges or the self-doubts that you had and how did you deal with that? Yeah, totally. 
I the challenge was I thought that you know I would never I would never be cast uh, past a white girl that a white girl would always be the lead um you know I'm not skinny enough I'm not blonde I'm not like tall I'm not normal so those are the kind of things that I usually thought about um, and then how I transformed that was I decided to, so this was the year when I started meditating. I was like, you know what? I'm starting my own YouTube channel. So then I just started making my own skits, started vlogging and I was having a lot of fun with it. And then mm-hmm. people were starting to see me and then I was having fun and I was feeling so expressed. Like I wasn't holding on to all my artistic um, expression anymore. All my resentments. I was actually just like, you know what? I'm just going to create, I'm just going to create. And so that was really nice. And then after that, I just started transitioning into acting more on film and TV. And that was starting to really take off. I think Mm -hmm. I was in a better space. Um, I was mentally just like my mindset was different. And I stopped being complaining and using um, the race card. And I really just started just really started owning who I was just like literally as a unicorn and just being like, no, this is me. You you take it or leave it. I'm great. So because I stepped into that, things started really taking off. And then I broke up with my ex and things really took off. And mm-hmm. then, yeah. And then I created, I was in Tokens on Call, uh, which is a web series. And yep. then I was in Mayflowers, which is um, a, a short film that we created as all Asian artists. Uh, we created a, a short film. And that's mm-hmm. garnered a lot of like accolades. And then I've just been on, you know, just made appearances, a bunch of shows, movies. So it was quite the journey when you first start because you see yourself as a victim and you're, you feel so powerless because you're like, oh, everyone else makes choices for me. What's the point? And then eventually, like years later, I realized it's just me showing up and doing my best that the whole point of acting is really to own who you are oh, is to really that. own who you are and not be attached to the job and just know that your job is literally to own who you are and to be who you are. And that's mm. it. Just to have faith and that's it, which is kind of like COVID-19 right now. It's literally just like you are who you are. Mm-hmm. That's it. I, I love that though. Owning who you are and just, mm-hmm. oh, good. and it's interesting you say that about acting because you know, you think of acting as somebody going in uh, into a w- role, right? And then you pretend yeah. to be someone else. <laughs> but really, I mean, I think it comes down to it. And, and again, you still have to be who you are uh, to get those roles because you kind of have to understand who you are and how you can then utilize that and propel into the to the role that you need to be in. Exactly. You must know who you are. Yeah. yeah. And then people will see it. Like, if we don't know who you are, you're just, like, doing things just just because it reads on the camera. The camera picks up everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The camera will pick up lies. The camera will pick up right through, you know. Or even so insecurity, right? Because if you don't own who you are, you will probably be insecure in what you're doing and it projects that too, right? Oh, yeah. We can see everything. The camera doesn't lie. So that's what's so delicious about acting. It's just, and speaking, right? Just being who you are. It's just like the camera picks up the truth. Mm-hmm. What is the most enjoyable part of being an actor? Oh. I love, I just love getting to know people. I really do. I love showing up, like being with the community and then just having a full day of, you know, being able to like learn my lines and then being, being able to, you know, do it over and over again. 
in a different way every time. She's like, can I just push it a little bit here? Should I get a little bit more intense here? And it's just really finding the character and just having so much fun. Just really just like pushing my edges. Yeah, and pushing it is. Yeah. Nice. nice. I mean, obviously, you've gone through self-discovery journey. And your career is really taking off. Uh, and you're doing incredible things. Uh, like you said, you're on, you know, Tokens on Call. And you personally been nominated for the Canadian Screen Award for Best yeah. Lead Performance in a Web mm-hmm. Series. So congratulations mm-hmm. on that. So Thank you. That's awesome. Thank so happy you. for you. Thank um, you. <laughs> what's next for Connie? COVID-19 is, uh, I think it might be actually a few months as opposed to a few weeks. That's from the latest that I've heard. However, now that as that's happening, it gives me more time to create and build a community uh, in the world, right? Right. So I am still continuing my acting classes and just like strengthening my audition skills and strengthening um, just like uh, just artistically, just like coming from a more of like a director standpoint, really reading um, screenplays and just like seeing the whole picture. That's something I didn't have time to do before. Before I was just like this like busy, busy actor. And now I really get the time to like see the whole story. Um, I'm also creating um, like a a series. I'm causing it so that uh, create like a nice coming of age story that would be centered around like um, a young woman's life. I would play the lead. And it's definitely solely based on like my journey. But now in terms of dating and dating. So I'm going on 50 first dates this year. And um, I, w- I will be unstoppable. I'm creating everything, right? I'm fully self-aware in all areas of my life. So everything yeah. is happening right now. Um, I knew I know you were talking about needing uh, coaches. But yeah, I, I do focus on especially women and mm-hmm. um, cre- just causing them to really step into their unleashed, unfiltered, and unstoppable expression in all areas right. of, of their life. So I would right. be the stand for them. And I'm so happy to do it. Like, I love that. Like you said, from uh, our Inner Sparks perspective, like to look at giving more accessibility to women who don't normally have opportunity to get training. That's really cool that you're interested in that as well. Awesome. Um, okay, so final segment in search of our true fulfillment. Mm-hmm. So three questions, a short sentence or 10 words on each of the questions as answers. The first question is, how do you define success? Success is knowing your self-worth. Nice. Well said. <laughs> no, seriously. And if you don't know what you're worth, then you don't know how <laughs> you're going to go. Game over, boo. Game yeah. over. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next one. What makes Connie happy in life? What makes Connie happy in life? is feeling and being present with my ever-changing essence like that because mm-hmm. you're right because we're never constant right? no we're, all, we're, we're, we're constantly changing so that's very interesting a way of looking at it i like that thought-provoking yeah. next one uh what is one thing that everyone should take away from your story that could ignite or help them mm-hmm. harvest their inner sparks. Leave that relationship. Leave the job. Leave that situation or that way of thinking that you know is holding you back. 
So true. Right? <laughs> yeah. And so many of us don't have that courage in taking that step. Absolutely. And I know even when times are uncertain, like what we're going through right now, even, yeah. even then, doing what's right for you. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I love it. This I love it. it. Thank life, you, baby. So <laughs> Thank it. you, Connie. You're welcome. Thank you for Thank having me. Oh, so much fun. I enjoy this intensely totally. engaging and fascinating conversation oh. with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. Um, yeah. Congratulations on all your amazing achievements. And I'm sure Thank there's more so to much. come from Connie. And Absolutely. You, know, you are really living a life through incredible transformation. You're leading the rest of us unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. uh, encourage us to be brave and express ourselves freely. So thank you for that as well. Absolutely. And if anyone's listening, they want to keep up. I mean, they could follow me on Instagram at Connie oh, totally. Wong underscore. And then you can add me on Facebook, Connie Wong. And I'm on Twitter, Connie Wong underscore. Yeah. And I'm I'll put it. all of that in the show notes as well. Sounds good. So everybody can get to you. Um, and, and yeah, and be present, you know, in present time mm-hmm. and really hopefully people will kind of find their own way, you know, through this as well, the situation of COVID-19 and, uh, and continue working on themselves, uh, as Connie said that like, we have more time now, right? Like, yeah. why not? Connie, I hope you will continue doing all this amazing work and I wish you all the best in your colorful career. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much. If you enjoy our Inner Sparks contents, I encourage you to subscribe and follow and share with your friends and family. Your thoughts on this episode is encouraged on all our social media sites, which are listed in the podcast description. We'll have some engaging questions on the social media sites about topics touched upon within this podcast, where you can interact with one another. Feel free to share your own related experiences, what you have learned from this podcast, and what you will take away as actions. Please always exercise mutual respect as we interact with one another. This network is a safe place for everyone to learn and grow. If you have any feedback on this podcast, the social media sites, and this network as a whole, please feel free to email me at ourinnersparks at gmail.com. Should you or someone in your life have an inspiring story you would like to see shared in our network, please feel free to email me with a nomination for future features. Thank you for listening to this episode of Our Inner Sparks Featured Stories.